Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by 12 by 12. Hey, picture book authors, you need to be fairly prolific in order to be published. This is not new news to you, but this is why members of 12 by 12 aim to write one picture book draft a month through an online forum, monthly webinars, a private Facebook group, and more. Members enjoy the accountability, support, and motivation of a fantastic community of authors and illustrators. Have you been a member of 12 by 12 yet? Do you know friends who have been in 12 by 12? I have been a member of 12 by 12. I love it. I love that supportive community. So, registration is only open in January and February. Visit 12by12challenge.com slash membership for more information and make sure you do that soon. That's 12x12challenge.com slash membership for more information. Happy writing. Yeah, definitely. And writing for children, there's just so much joy in that, you know. It's like you want to tell stories that kids can connect with. Welcome. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 654. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner, or on PayPal at Children's BK Pod if you want to support the show. Today I'm joined by Natasha Yim, author of Luna's Yum Yum Dim Sum. Natasha talks about being invited to submit a story for the storytelling math series for Charles Bridge, which includes titles by Grace Lynn, Sarah Levine, and Anna Crespo. She started with an idea to set the story in a Chinese restaurant and asked herself the question, is being equitable the same as being fair? The result was a fun and engaging sibling story over how to fairly divide portions when fair looks different from person to person. Please welcome my guest, Natasha Yim, author of Luna's Yum Yum Dim Sum. So I'm Natasha Yim, and I'm a children's author. Uh, I've published me. I published seven picture books, well, six, and then my seventh picture book is coming out uh, December 22nd, um, just a month from now. Uh, it's called Luna's Yum Yum Dim Sum. Um, I'm also working on a couple of uh, middle grade novels, um, but that is an entirely whole different area for me. Um, so I'm struggling a little bit with that, although I'm having a lot of fun. Um, and I was not born in the U.S., so I actually grew up in um, 
in Southeast Asia. I was born in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I uh, went to elementary school in Singapore, went to high school in Hong Kong, and then I came over to California for college and I've stayed here ever since. But because of my upbringing, um, a lot of my stories are um, inspired by uh, the world I grew up in. So a, a lot of um, stories about Asian cultures and um, and so my last few books have to do with um, the, the main character is from a different culture, even though they may be living in the U.S. and they may be American Chinese. But I, you know, one of my goals is to bring the traditions and rituals and um, and the cultural um, aspects of Chinese culture to um, American kids. Well, Natasha Yim, thank you for bringing them to to uh american kids but also to to readers of all ages because you brought it to me too you brought it to my library you brought it to all of us it's a wonderful wonderful thing and i'm so glad to have you on the show thanks for joining me thanks for having me matthew i always think it's an honor um when folks reach out to share their book with me because you know i think it's a it's a big deal to put yourself out in the world but also um, as as a reader, we we don't discover books unless they are on display or someone hands them to us or someone recommends them to us. And I'm no different. Uh, so just as my my library students, uh, my, my students at my school will look for those recommendations from them, from their classmates or from me. I also am always looking for folks to introduce me to new books. And, and I'm so excited that you're on this blog tour and that you. Uh, thought about me and that you shared your book and that I had the opportunity to connect with Luna's Yum Yum Dim Sum. So thank you again for putting yourself out there and sharing this story. Well, you're welcome, Matthew. And thank you for having me on the podcast. I've done, this is not the first um, blog tour I've done. I've done blog tours before for my last few books. And it's always been mostly blogs and blog posts and uh, uh, book reviews and things like that. But this time, uh, podcasts have become so popular in the last few years. I wanted to do something different with this blog tour. I didn't want it to be all um, written and, you know, uh, with book reviews and interviews on on blogs uh, and blog posts that I've written for various different literary blogs. so I wanted to try, um, you know, to be on a few podcasts and have some audio um, and hopefully <laughs> visual. I'm trying to I'm oh. trying to get on Kitlet TV nice. as well, right? You know, so trying to get like different, just a variety of things for my blog, uh, my virtual book tour. Well, it's wonderful that our Kidlit community keeps changing and growing and shifting and looking different ways and that we do that we are all in this community together finding new ways to to share voices as many as we can so I certainly am glad to be able to have your voice on the show and to be able to talk about this book so let's let's get into it for folks that have not encountered this new picture book yet, Luna's Yum Yum Dim Sum, uh, regardless of when they happen upon this podcast, would you mind sharing a little bit about this book? Can you give us a book talk? Sure. Um, So Luna's Yum Yum Dim Sum um, was a concept that was started by my publisher, Charles Bridge Publishing. Um, I had done um, 
two previous books with them. My very first book, Autos Rainy Day, was published by Charles Bridge. Um, and then um, my other book, it came out, it got published by Charles Bridge 14 years after the first one, but um, Goldy Luck and the Three Pandas, uh, I, I worked with Alyssa, uh, editor Alyssa Mito Pusey. And so we had a really uh, great working relationship. Um, she's a fantastic editor and um, we really connected and she, you know, she's always told me she's really enjoyed my stories and my writing. So I was very fortunate because um, she, uh, Charles Bridge at, collaborated with an educational company called Turk to come up with a series of books uh, called the Story Math series. So the concept is that they want to um, weave math, uh, very you know basic math, because this is the picture book age group, but weave it into stories so that math becomes part of the story, um, so that you know kids can sort of listen and enjoy the story, but at the same time they are being introduced to some basic concepts like there's a book um, called Leah and Louise that's about um, more or fewer and less. And, you know, so uh, those type of concepts, uh, what is more, what is fewer, what is less. Uh, and then my book, uh, Luna's Yum Yum Dim Sum, is um, very simple fractions. It's about um, a girl, Luna, who goes to a Chinese restaurant, a dim sum restaurant with her family for a birthday lunch and they order pork buns and so it introduces kids to also the traditions of uh, a dim sum restaurant and how you order from cards and some of the different uh, dim sum dishes that you see pork buns being the most um, familiar I guess to American audiences and then uh, you know they order six pork buns and they, they each you know that would divide it between the three kids so each one would get two but then as Luna picks a pork bun out of the, the basket she drops one so now they end up with five edible pork buns so how are they going to split five pork buns you know between three kids and what is equitable? And is it um, is being equitable the same as being fair? You know, so those are the kind of math questions that come up uh, while you read this book. And so it's it's a really fun uh, story. The illustrations by Violet Kim are you know fabulous, and I hope that kids will enjoy it and you know get um, to talk about you know um, sharing and um, how you to split up. Um, different food items without it having it be didactic so they're in the they're into the story but at the same time they're doing a little bit of math i like that when you've got this problem introduced that we had six six pork buns and now we have five among three children that you also bring in um sibling hierarchy yeah and <laughs> it's well who should get this last one and it it goes immediately to like the oldest gets another bun mama tells us to always respect our elders <laughs> like oh that is such an older sibling thing to say remember you're supposed to respect your elders and i'm therefore an elder <laughs> And yes, and I'm I'm the um, oldest of three. Oh, me as so, well. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so of course, yes. you know, I had to. That that was definitely you know an argument I had with my 
sister who's next in line next to me and um very often when we were kids you know it's like who gets more and i should get more because i'm the otis and you know so that definitely came into play when creating the family unit and the story well, i like the tension that that gives to the story as well for your readers and violet does a beautiful job uh really emphasizing that that on on the first conflict page where it's um the oldest brother gets another bun she's illustrated him much taller like an adult size compared to them and the other brother says an older and older kids should take care of younger kids says benji so i get another bun and he's in a in a stroller with like a baby toy i'm like this is ridiculous but then on the accompanying page luna says but i'm the birthday girl and it's just like wonderful celebration and i feel like you you've just got in the text and illustrations there an opportunity for your readers no matter who they are to to side with someone going well yeah, you're right. I'm the oldest. Therefore, you're right. Oldest should get the extra thing <laughs> or it's my birthday. Birthday trumps everything. It just is. It's it feels playful and real and just just like you're inviting your readers in on the stakes. And I, I just think that's fun. Yeah, well, thank you, Matthew. And I, I hope kids out there too, and, and parents will um, enjoy the story and enjoy, you know, I, I think the... Charles Bridges' goal with this series, the Story Math series, is to make math fun for kids and to also um, let parents know that, you know, math is all around us. Um, and it's natural. And so, yeah, it's and a natural. It's natural. Thing. The storytelling math series, from, from your example alone and what you're describing, mm -hmm. I think really speaks to what we as educators, and I know you're in education, but what we really try to emphasize with parents raising small children is is to just have those conversations everywhere you go i always always hear uh first grade parents telling or first grade teachers telling parents you know when you're at the grocery store uh read aloud the different labels when you're making mm -hmm. a recipe have the children read aloud the recipe with you it's just finding naturally occurring math and and language and and calling attention to that because that is how we learn yeah. And, you know, when I was growing up in um, in Asia, I mean, the Asian um, approach to math was very um, rote. There was a lot of memorization, a lot of worksheets and formulas. So math growing up was not fun for me. Um, so <laughs> do you, how do you still feel about math, Natasha? Do you still have that <laughs> woven into your bones? <laughs> yeah, so you know, so that's why I really appreciate how Charles Bridge wants to create this um, series of story math books because even as an adult, I'm I'm very intimidated by math. If I'm faced with numbers, I always get flustered. Like you know, even before I've attempted anything, immediately the negative voices are, "You can't do this." You know, you can't make these calculations because you don't know math or you're bad at math or whatever. And, um, but if we introduce it to kids young and kind of um, tell it to them, you know, weave it into everyday life or into the stories that you tell, uh, you know, hopefully kids will grow up, you know, thinking this is just part of their natural world and it's not something that's forced upon them. I, I always felt that math was 
forced upon me <laughs> and I never got to develop math naturally. Oh, and meanwhile, you know, as... meanwhile, my partner teases me all the time because of how much I love math mm-hmm. and, and how like, it's always when our, when our 10 year old has math homework, go talk to daddy, daddy can t- talk to you about this. Yeah. I'm like, math is the right. greatest buddy. Look at this. I mean, I'm even looking at your, your cover. This is something I had noticed earlier, but I'm, I'm only now connecting that, your names, the your and Violet's names also are, are mathematically fun. You have Luna's yum yum dim sum. So we have that mm-hmm. wonderful uh, rhythmic harmony with yum yum dim sum. But your names, you and Violet each have um, your, your four syllable names. They're very, they're very rhythmic and, and um, mirroring in that way that it's Natasha Yim and Violet Kim. It's a really, mm-hmm. there's just sort of this, I don't know. For me, it, it sort of lights up my brain <laughs> when I read that. I don't know how else to describe it. And I will also say going going through this book, again, being a teacher who hands a lot of math books to to my colleagues as a librarian, there are a lot of books that are intended to help support math <laughs> instruction that are didactic and mm-hmm. uh, ones that attempt story, but I'll just call it out this way and say, but are not beautiful like a picture book can and should be and I think that to Violet's credit she worked really hard on the page to bring us into this dim sum restaurant and I think the in particular the reds she uses are are so vibrant so striking and eye-catching and she really um the way I always describe it is that she really um, sets the camera in a good place when an illustrator has a good control of of where the camera is for for our eye to see that we're at eye level of the table where we're seeing the whole restaurant where we're we're watching the the um the the food bounce on the floor or something like that to have that that playfulness with color and and control of where the camera is is something that keeps readers engaged and it it just I guess to me, it, it feels to, to Charles Bridges credit that they really are thoughtful about having you manage the text as wonderfully as you do the story as, as wonderfully and as inviting as you do and Violet's art to really, to, to really be taking us somewhere and telling a story and not just like cleverly dressing up a math story <laughs> This is this is just a nice mm-hmm. book. So so kudos to you all for doing that. And Violet was just um I, I just love her palette. The the colors just jump right out at you. Had and you it's known interesting. Violet's... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um I, I just was gonna say that it's it's interesting. I've learned a lot uh working with um Elisa on this book and also there's a woman by the name of Marlene Kleiman who works for Turk. And she actually helped me with a lot of the math pieces because this was not my first draft of the story. Mm-hmm. So my very first draft of the story, I wrote a story, the dim sum restaurant, um, the setting is the same because immediately when Alyssa asked me to, you know, would you like to try and um, it was written on spec. So there was no, uh, no contract that was you know signed before i wrote the story she just invited me to send a submission so my very first story was um about this family ordering different kinds of dim sum um foods because i thought with dim sum there's like all these different shapes 
and there's you know as you order food and then you consume food you know there's the opportunity for addition and subtraction oh yeah and so i submitted that story and um Alyssa told me well you know i really like the dim sum setting and i love your writing but we're not really looking for straightforward uh counting and shape books because um there's like so much of it out there and um so she so they wanted the main character to have to solve some kind of a math problem within the story so that's how you know Marlene and I talked about the math piece of it and we did go back and forth quite you know some of the conversations uh, are quite interesting that we had because for example we discussed is it better to for the story to have um three kids try to share five pork buns or is it better for uh, five kids to try and share three pork buns you know oh. which way should the math go <laughs> so um, we eventually you know Marlene thought it would be better to have three kids try and uh, share five pork buns so that's the way we went but we did have you know so when you read the story it feels like this is the story that we all you know that I came up with but in fact behind the scenes there was a lot of back and forth conversations about you know what kind of map do we want to present um in this book The Children's Book Podcast is supported by teachingbooks.net. Fans of the Children's Book Podcast know that I have long been a supporter of teachingbooks.net, and I regularly use their site to access author interviews, author pronunciation guides, and resources to support the books that I'm using with children. Teaching Books strives to personalize each reader's connections to children's and young adult books. Discover thousands of resources that bring books and reading to life. Sign up for free today at teachingbooks.net. Well, that thoughtfulness around the math, I think, pays off really well. I was just going to say earlier about um, asking about whether or not you were familiar with Violet's art, because I think that her her art really brings brings a lot of representation to this family and, and to to the setting. I think she, she does a really wonderful job. Um, but also regarding the math, I think like by doing it, not that you need, <laughs> not that you need me to be like complimenting your math choice, but <laughs> by doing it with three children separating five pork buns, you automatically are guaranteeing that everybody gets one, which is a good mm-hmm. place to start on anything. Right. Let's start with all of us getting something. And I thought though, <laughs> how delightful that your main character has to solve a math problem on her birthday from an author who admits that she does not like math. Let me just give myself a problem on my birthday. <laughs> I have to I have to say I, you know, am very thankful to Alyssa for inviting me to um submit because this is probably <laughs> not a book I would have written if I was to come up 
with it all on my own. Oh, I would Natasha, never you do it so well. <laughs> you do it so I know, well. I, I, it, ma- a math, a math story would be something that I wouldn't just kind of come off right <laughs> off the bat to say, oh, I want to write this story. So, um, but you know, I, as an author, I always, um, I jump at any opportunity. I'm one of those writers that, you know, I, I've, I've written nonfiction for children's magazines. Um, you know, I've written for adult magazines. I, I like to sort of try different things. Yes. So, and I like to grab any opportunity I can to, to learn about the, you know, publishing industry and, you know, writing. I, I feel like you, you never stop learning with writing and publishing. Things yes. are always changing. There's always new things to learn. So um, I appreciated her thinking of me and inviting me to submit <laughs> because then it forced me to write a book, a math book. And I learned a lot in that process, you know, so um, it was it was wonderful to be able to do that. And apparently they received something like 500 submissions. No kidding. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. And, yeah thank is, you. And they accepted. Yeah. I think they did uh, this first series. I think they took in six books. Wow. Five or six. So, yeah. So I, I feel That's very blessed special. that, you know, I Natasha, got the opportunity. Can I ask you about yeah. your story? Because you were talking about the math developing and writing mm-hmm. on spec. But I wonder if the the interruptions of of that sibling hierarchy were always something you had planned to do. There's some of my favorite aspects of this that we we have the math and we're talking about dividing it. But then with the remainder, you, you always have the question of what do we do with the remainder? So mm-hmm. so you've got not only this this idea of, of separating five things three ways, but also whether or not it should be even, whether or not we should make it split evenly three ways, or should should someone be the benefactor of the remainder? And so three different times you have these these encounters of what should we do with the remainder? Was that always something okay. on your mind? Um, initially, no. I, and I have to give a lot of credit to uh, Marlene because we um, basically had these uh, this long conversation about the story and about the math and what their vision was in terms of um, – incorporating math into the stories and what their objective was um, for kids reading this, these books. And so as we were um, we were talking about the storyline and, um, you know, we we're talking about maybe, di- you know, dividing the pork buns between these three kids and Marlene, um, you know, just in the, in the, the conversations, it sort of came up and she made one suggestion about because I kept thinking um, very sort of in a very black and white way about just the fraction part of it and how to divide it up. And she said something about, you know, you um, you don't have to um, just focus on how they divide it like physically. I mean, the kids can be arguing about how and kids can throw in you know sometimes kids come up with really wacky ideas you know like i should get more because 
you know, of this, and it could be something that's really wild and outlandish. So that started me thinking about, oh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of boxing myself in by trying to figure out how am I going to create these uh, conflicts between the kids about the fraction part of it and how to divide up the pork buns. And so I then expanded it out a little bit and thought back to my own childhood, you know, what were my siblings and I arguing about? And it was things like that, you know, I'm bigger and, you know, you're smaller and I should get this. And so it sort of loosened it up a little bit. And I was able to um, bring in those other aspects where, you know, the kids are not just arguing about just the division part, but they're throwing in their own perspective on what is, um, you know, dividing things up fairly, you know, and each one has their own perspective on what fair means, right? So so that was a fun part to figure out. I think that it's so clear that this was a collaboration. And I think that that happens often in children's publishing, despite we, the reader, when we see it, we see, you know, one or two names on the cover. Um, mm-hmm. To be able to communicate to children about how there's this whole team that helps to make this book happen, um, including, you know, an art director that I'm sure was working with Violet and giving feedback and direction to help, you know, make the text and, and illustrations balance each other and communicate with each other so well. That That's wonderful. I really am grateful you, you shared this book today. I think that it's so much fun. And I love that you challenged yourself and grew in the process i think your story is a testament to all of us to know that um giving ourselves a chance to show what we can do can be a learning opportunity even for ourselves and that's just a really fun inspiring thing to know i i love what you show us with luna's solution to all of this um mm-hmm. i feel like in how i'm hearing you talk about your work with your editors that that I'm seeing a bit of you in Luna and I'm not going to give away the ending but it's just making me smile to be this whole time that you've been sharing I'm like yeah I could see how Natasha came came to this ending um and it's it's just great thank you thank you for sharing this with us you're welcome it's my pleasure I, I feel like I've missed an opportunity to ask you do you, when you go to get dim sum, which <laughs> is not right now because we're all being safe, but, right. <laughs> but when you do, do you have a favorite dish that you like to order? It's been so long since I've gone. So this is also just a bit of a, of a, a trip in my imagination for me, if you don't mind me asking you. Yeah, I, I do. I love my favorite is uh, egg custard tarts, mm. which when they're done really well, and it varies from restaurant to restaurant. So one of my favorite restaurants is in um, Mill Valley, which is just a little bit north of San Francisco. And they have this restaurant that makes the best egg custard tarts. The pastry is so flaky and <laughs> uh, it's just lovely. So, um, So that is my favorite. And the one thing I love about how Charles Bridge writes the um, author and illustrator bios is they always include little tidbits that relate to the book. So in the in the bio on the cover on the flap, I believe it puts in both uh, my and Violet's um, 
uh, year, like our zodiac animal, and then it also put in our favorite dim sum. Really? Um, I can't wait uh, yeah. to see a finished copy so I can see that. That's so great. Yeah, so it, it's it's really fun when you open it. So, you know, you, you just get to see a little bit of, um, you know, what Violet and I like that's linked to the book. Well, I love that, that Violet... In, in your back matter where you have what is dim sum and the Chinese mm-hmm. Zodiac and exploring math. I love, I love that above the Chinese Zodiac text and you know what I'm about to say that Violet has, has made like, like Zodiac buns. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's so delightful. What oh, a great I love surprise. that illustration. Yeah. I, I thought that was a, a, a brilliant, um, you know, uh, edition from her that all the buns in the baskets at the end of the book are, yeah. you know, all zodiac animals. It's so adorable. So fun. Uh, anyway, yeah. well, Natasha, it's been a ton of fun talking to you today. I need you to do me a favor. And if and when your path crosses with Violet, I need you to please pass on how much I loved her work in this book as well. You both did wonderful work. I mean, tell everyone, tell your editors, tell tell everyone you meet. I uh, was so delighted by this book. And now by our conversation, I've just had, I thought I was tired from today, Nadaja. I thought it was a long day at work. And here I am smiling and feeling like I'm going to stay up for another couple hours because I just have a lot of joy on my mind right now. So thank you for bringing us there. You're welcome, Matthew. I'm always available to talk about books and children's books in particular. So, <laughs> Well, you know me. I'm always down for that, too. But why don't we talk about your readers before we go? Or rather, why don't I invite you um, to speak directly to your readers? And I'll end this way. Natasha, I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Uh, yes. Um, so the message I like um, my readers to have is always, you know, in, um, enjoy the books, enjoy stories. Uh, reading can open up a whole different world that you have not experienced before. So if you've never been to a dim sum restaurant, um, this will give you a taste of what it's like. Uh, if you ever get a chance to Go to a dim sum restaurant when things are safe, you know, go out there and try one. And even if you can't go to a dim sum restaurant, if you know a dim sum restaurant or your parents do that you can order from, try some of the, try a pork bun, try some of the dishes that, you know, are are mentioned. Um, I think uh, Violet said her favorite was shrimp dumplings and mine is egg custard tarts. So books open up new worlds and you know just be willing to try different things and um you know live those different worlds so that you get to experience um different things and that's our show thank you for listening and thank you to natasha for joining me in conversation today I've been inviting author and illustrator friends to leave closing credits and have a chance to talk about their upcoming books, so I thought I would leave you with one new book to keep an eye out for soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hi, I'm Charlotte Offsay. I'm a children's book author, and I'm thrilled to tell listeners of the children's book podcast about my debut picture book coming out with Albert Whitman on March 1st. It's called The Big Beach Cleanup and is illustrated by Katie Reese. 
It's an ocean advocacy story about small hands joining together to make big change. To learn more about the Big Beach Cleanup and some of my other upcoming picture books, please visit www.charlotteoffsay.com. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 650 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. The theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. Want to help out the show? Become a patron at patron.com slash matthewcwinner. Your support and contributions will directly support and impact the work of the Children's Book Podcast. And always, writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing. A very good thing indeed.
We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cosy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.